Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You have reached Venus Unplugged. This is your host, Lorraine Nightheart. And what we do in this Blog Talk Radio is we explore the aspects of Venus as the archetype, not just in personal love, but how does the, whether it be the planet, whether it be the archetype, whatever form, truth, beauty, that uh, Venus comes in, that's what we explore. So we're learning to see the world through the Venusian eyes. And uh, we were working on uh, the story or the myth of Persephone, and how Persephone has been in the underworld for a while now, getting her training. And I thought, well, what a perfect day to start exploring the concept of evil. Okay. Now, death is not evil. Death is a natural phenomenon. And uh, the one guarantee that we have uh, on this earth is that we are going to go through that threshold. And that's what it is. It's a threshold moving us into other realms of consciousness or being. Uh, So, but this thing called evil. Now, I know it's not a popular subject matter, but we live in unpopular times. And in order to, why I want to start exploring this pathology, we could call it. Some people could see it as a disease. Uh, Some people see it as archetypal. You know, there's all sorts of images, and this is not like scary time. This is moral time. This is, we need to all dial up our moral compass. And uh, and in order to be able to do that, we need to be able to recognize what, in fact, are we looking at. And the most important thing of what we're looking at is to be able to name it correctly, because if we cannot name it, we can't do anything about it because we don't know what we're dealing with. It's an as if or it's, you know, magical thinking. And magical thinking is when people think, you know, what they say. Let's say they, I don't know, they're mad at somebody and uh, say drop dead and the person happens to drop dead because that's their day to drop dead or moment to drop dead. A person who has magical thinking blames themselves. Now, if you put some poison in their coffee, of course it's your fault. But if it's just a thought, magical thinking, it's like how children think, oh, my God, I said that, and it it came true. Or I don't know if you had that where you do hopscotch and you couldn't step on the crack because it would break your mother's back, right? Magical thinking. So we we need critical, being able to discern what we are looking at. And... And first and foremost, when, when we're discerning, is also to discern within. Is this a projection? Is, what am I really seeing here? Is this just somebody who's lazy, or is this is a situation that is lazy, but it doesn't make them evil, just makes them lazy. So there are hints to, usually, when something is uh, evil, right, we have a repulsion. It's one of the first, the body goes like, ugh. Right. Uh, you know, you need to start exploring that. What, what's that ick about? What's that repulsive feeling or we recoil or we want to get away from? 
which is usually the best solution is to try to get away from the situation. But sometimes we can't. Sometimes, uh, and I think it's going to happen a lot, particularly this year, uh, where we need to stand and for something that we know to be true and not to just let people with and situations with their evil intentions to not just get away with it, but to be able to recognize it and say, no, that's not what we represent. That's not what we're about. And I know there's many concepts about what evil is, and some people feel it's the absence of light. No, it's evil. And light can have evil in it, too. So it's not something where it's not color-coded, something very real. Now, we see it in our enemy's eye. We can recognize it, that situation, that person or, or life force is evil, which may or may not be true. We need to check it. You know, their beliefs versus our beliefs, which is one of the biggest ways that evil can get through people's psyche, not realizing they are a vehicle, uh, because sometimes people just get into such a righteous rage with no critical thinking, or and they they wind up acting out the horrors, or or to themselves, not being able to forgive oneself. The moral compass is to be able to look at the shadow and light within, to be able to stand, you know. A critic, self-critical, but not in the punishing way, but like, wow, man, I wasn't lying there, but I certainly was lying to myself. And what was I lying about? Or, or no, I don't really feel that way. But in fact, that's what you really do feel. So, and it's a, it's a time when uh, we really, really need this skill. It's not a skill of judgment. It is a skill of discernment. Now, often when something is evil or destructive, uh, people will take, in a sense, the coward ways out, the easiest way, uh, the path of least resistance, you know, all these things that people will say. But in fact, you're not standing for what you believe to be true. Or what, what you know to be true. So first it's within oneself, and then we work locally, and then we work, you know, trans and dental if we have to. But what we need to be able to recognize, and I'm obviously as I'm kind of going into this, I realize this is going to be a probably a couple of weeks uh, talk, because I really want to go over this so that the people can begin to understand if you can recognize something and name it, and it's not a projection, it is what it is, okay? So there's always this, you know, within the humanity, and maybe it's in the entire universe, and it, we're, we're locked into this struggle between the forces of, of good and evil. Now, the point is that if we stay balanced and between the two, then... You know, that's that's what's called justice, okay? We're, we can see both sides. We can see within. We're not choosing one over the other or going into an extreme. 
because that's one of the catches. Well, you know, I represent the good. Well, not to your enemy, you don't. There's a lot of trickery that goes on. And when we're integrated between those opposites, which is all what consciousness is about, is being able to integrate not one over the other, not one being stronger, both being represented, because the shadow or dark does not mean evil. It just means unknown, mystery, just like when Persephone goes into the underworld. She's getting her Ph.D. in the, in the, the dimensions that we cannot see in the world of mystery, in the place of secret growing, so in that dark place that we can't understand, it gets a little eerie sometimes because of our ignorance, meaning that which we ignore. To ignore the existence uh, of evil, you know, uh, is, is immaturity and foolishness. Or at least that's what I feel. You don't have to agree with me, but... Uh, that's what I see going on here, and we're, the the world is in danger right now. We all need this mature and wise skill of being able to recognize and then being able to deal with. We don't have to jump into battle or run away. We need to see what we see and where it can be changed. So we can be going through some neurotic, you know, experience or we can really be in a state of a moral crisis. How do you find out? You ask yourself. We always ask ourselves, what am I really up to here? What is this about and what do I stand for? And being able to play with it, you know, in, in, in terms, and certainly your dreams are always going to reveal, you know. Dreams are like the number one um, way to, to consciousness and understanding what we're worth because it will tell us and also tells us potentials that we don't know that we have. We have a dream of overcoming some minor obstacle. Well, what it's telling you is you've got strength. Stop wimping out and you've got strength. Or you may need to, you know, you may have a dream of a, of a cat. Now, a cat represents the feminine, all right, but cats are as loving and cuddly and warm, they will scratch your eyes out. And sometimes we need to show our meows, our scratching. Just put people on notice. No, I will not stand for the scapegoating that goes on in this world, which is one of the fundamental uh, evil. Evil loves to scapegoat people. Make them carry the sin because basically it's cowardice. It won't, and a person who, who they, you know, it, there's an innocence. It's, it, it's an innocence where people can, they don't even realize they're falling into it or that they're becoming a, um, a carrier. You know, it just starts with like one little, that's um, not a wounding. What would that be? Kids with the, with the lie we tell ourselves, or we can say, "Oh no, they deserved it." When it, what you're doing is you're agreeing to scapegoat somebody. 
And that doesn't mean that people should not be accountable. But, uh, or we have the fantasy of revenge, which is a natural fantasy. Just because we have a fantasy of revenge, that's is lets us know, oh my God, I really do not feel powerful here. So I want some like dark god or lawyer or some shadow aspect that I don't want to take responsibility for to come and beat them up and, and growl. But I don't want to get my hands dirty. Or I don't want to be seen, most of all, to oneself of what we're all capable of. But that's part of a moral compass is being able to to um, recognize, wow, I wasn't so clean there. Maybe I was right, but not really. And in my righteousness, we go to revenge. Well, no, no. There are ways to deal with things. And most of all, as I said, it's being able to recognize what are we looking at. And just to just name something, throw your hands up in the air and say those terrible people or that terrible situation. You know, it's what can I do to heal that situation or how may I be able to stand in dignity and strength? I don't have to go into battle, but I don't have to leave a hole in the wall either. The whole world is being called forth. This is one of these epic years of great moral change. I'm not talking about judgment, and I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. One's inner morality. What do you stand for? What do you feel the truth is? Okay, now we need to come into consciousness, and so, you know, it's very, very scary to have to recognize yeah, but I want everything to be good. Well, all children do. But we learn fast enough. Well, that's not always true. You know, when when good things, when bad things happen to good people, it's, uh, it's painful. So you know, there's ways that we then begin to realize. You know, because science and religion have separated, and they need to kind of come together. Now, there is a lot of work being done. Some people are beginning to try to figure out evil in a, in a scientific manner, you know, whether it's biological, when people act in a certain way, whether it's an illness, whether it's an entity. Uh, but it's an immense mystery. That much we do know. And so these, this mystery, and if we don't question what the mystery is or fantasize or begin to try to understand... I mean, most people will just take the lazy way out. It, it's just something they do. It's like, oh, God, I don't really want to deal with that. Or, you know, uh, that's not what I signed up for. Yeah, but that's what is. Who signs up for half of the stuff that happens in reality? But it is. So to just say, I didn't sign up for that, uh, that may be true. But if it's in your life, somewhere you got signed up, okay, uh, because it's in your life. So it's being able to recognize that. So there's all sorts of little tricky little ways that we are, are lazy or we or, or scared. We don't know how to deal with it. Well, that's so big 
and and I'm so little. Or well, why is there evil in the world? Because it's God's joke. By the time you figure out what it is, that's not going to help you. It's what we're looking at, all right, and being able to be understand that you know the mystery of goodness is even a greater mystery than the mystery of evil. Well, how do we choose to be good or or moral? in the face of uh, immorality. That's a great mystery. So it's all one big mystery. But when we begin to work towards what, you know, a psychology of good and evil, and we need to investigate human evil and, uh, and also investigate the goodness in people, that's what... So the problem of the um, investigating evil is the it's, it has its dangers, and so it's correct to be a little nervous. Like oh, I don't want to look at this, but we can still look at it. We can reflect. We don't have to jump in, all right. Uh, and the extreme cases, let's say, in, in exorcism. But that's not what we're talking about here right now. What we're talking about right now is being able to say uh, that are we in the face of a, of a holy mystery? What are we looking at? Fear and love? So... Evil, and also evil spelled backwards is live, right? It's 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 in opposition to life, and it it opposes the life force. In short, and it's the simplest way, it's got a killing energy. And when people overkill, or the punishment doesn't fit the crime, there's an element. Situations can have an element of evil, just a spot. It doesn't have to be entirely uh, evil. But it's that, you know, now, when I say the killing, and it has to do with, with murder, unnecessary killing. Killing that's not required for, let's say, biological uh, reasons. You know, we, we, we kill, including vegetables, we kill to eat. So in a sense, we eat death. Now, don't get freaked out about that. It's just just like, you know, our oil is the bones of our ancestors. So basically, the bones of our ancestors are heating our lives when we see the round of it, all right, and learn to see both sides and then stay in the middle because it's, it's in the center that, a resolution, an insight, a way, an honorable way to, whether you see it as a spiritual warrior or a badass woman or whatever way you want to see that, or or a knight, King Arthur, who stands for the truth. So evil also tries to kill the spirit. And we begin to recognize that, like, wow, wait a second. 
you can be around somebody and suddenly you're you're wasted, you're exhausted, you don't know what it is, can't figure it out. Step back. Did something get revealed? Did something come into the room? We need to look at it. Now, Eric Fromm was a psychiatrist, and, and um, he particularly uh, studied what evil was about. And so, uh, you know, reading uh, The Heart of Man, its genius for good and evil is, is for those who really want to study this, observe it, see what it's really about. Anything we want to understand, we need to study. We just don't automatically know. It's just like even in loving. Most of the times in loving, we actually don't know how to love. When clients come in and, you know, they want a relationship, I said, you know, on top of the list, if you're going to make a list, you want somebody who knows how to love. If you're attracted to somebody who doesn't know how to love, well, you don't know how to love. You gotta learn. And there's ways to learn that. So it's all possible. Um so back to Eric from here. Yeah. So he studies this reality in a, in a very sensitive and, and uh, digestible way. And being able to understand what happens to humanity. How does it become evil? How does it create world wars and act all that stuff out and then goes unconscious when that is over? If we have a sense of what we're looking at, we won't get tricked. Because that's another thing that evil will do. It robs us of our humanity. When we're terrified of something or horrified, one of the first things we say is, oh, my God, that's so inhumane. So what are we looking at? I mean, if you really want to scare yourselves, then read the book Whitaco, which is a, a book about uh, evil. And uh, it's American Indian term for it, and they perceive evil as kind of a virus. It's very interesting terrifying to look at, but we have to for those that can, and for those that can't, at least don't deny it. Just say, you know, this just scares me too much. I can't go near this. I know something's wrong. I know something is off. I know by, uh, you know, whether the sins of omission or commission, by not doing anything and letting something, let somebody be scapegoated. When we know, wait a second, that's not cool. I mean, we're becoming so much more sensitive to ageism and sexism and and, uh, all the isms that we need to allow people to step into their development. That's the stage that their soul is at. That's their developmental stage. And we have to be it all. So that's where they're at. Have you got a lot of opinions about it, explore your opinions. Are they opinions or are there something that you really came through deep within your own self after self-exploration and beginning to understand what is it that I really 
represent. Not like, oh, that's weird. I, and because it's weird, it makes you uncomfortable. Therefore, it's bad. Sometimes the things that make us the most uncomfortable, like the subject of evil, uh, is that's the thing we have to look at the most. Why are we uncomfortable? Do we get uncomfortable because the sun is out or the moon is out? Well, I suppose some people do, but it's just reality. So when we're speaking, uh, 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 there's 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 a psychological certainly plenty of evil comes through that. Uh, you know, the people of the lie, they're doing something that is so unbearably cruel but in a way that they don't get caught or they scapegoat or they abuse. And if we sense it and don't at least go like, wow, man, that's definitely scary, but I have to see it, then we need to remember Stay away from that person, but also, if you know it's in New York, it's if you see something, you say something. Well, that's true. It doesn't always pan out in your favor. Sometimes it gets you in trouble, or sometimes you wind up being Cassandra. Well, Cassandra is the the myth of the one who's who's given the gift of sight, right? And then she pisses uh, Zeus off, and he says, "Well, you know, I can't take a gift back, but uh, all right, but you'll be able to see. But I'm going to, but nobody's going to believe you." And the first thing people will say if you're having a Cassandra moment is, oh, you're crazy. Well, you may be crazy, but that doesn't mean you can't tell the difference between truth. It's still true. Crazy people can see the truth. Or sane, you know, uh, sane people with crazy aspects or crazy aspects in the heavens like this whole week. You know, people are going to be jumping all over the place. Step it back. Reflect. What what are you participating in, internally or externally? Don't even realize it. So and and trying to help, you know, to help oneself seriously. You know, through through Venus and Eros and Psyche, what is going on here? So from the beginning, no matter what. Uh, path one is looking at spiritual path or religious path you know that the divine or God created us in in its own image now are we going to take that seriously and are we going to accept the responsibility that we are godly beings and that human life is of sacred importance your life your personal life wherever you're at is sacred not special, not above, not below. You know, and even when people think, or, or have been taught to think, you know, that they're bad, but they're so bad. Inflation, deflation. Uh, it's the same. It's the same path. We need to recognize that. So when we begin to recognize what this spirit of evil is about. we recognize it's it's the destroyer now there are times and situations need to be destruction isn't necessarily evil there is a natural evolution of destruction and building and, and then destroying again and these are the cycles of life 
but we want to encourage to recognize evil for what it is. And it is a ghastly reality. But there's nothing morbid about it. It doesn't have to be. So the only, the true reason to recognize evil is to heal it wherever we can. That's what this, you know, first message is about, is to be able to recognize it, and if there's some way that we can heal it uh, and make changes. And we begin to recognize that, wait, you know, that that's really scapegoating. Why are they putting the blame on Maine, whoever they're putting the blame on? Um you know, really being able to see. And that's one of the biggest things. And people who, you know, people begin just through, like, omission. They they don't intend to become evil. It happens slowly. They They don't recognize it. And one of the biggest ways is that you're not recognizing your responsibility in a situation or how you're contributing. And it's somebody else's fault. No, it's not. I mean, they may be contributing too, but all we all, all we can do is heal ourselves. Okay. So I'm going to continue on this because uh, it's uh, it's so important to recognize that we and this can bring hope for healing and and uh, humanity because it's you know not we're not talking about demonic evil, which is talking about human evil, which gets pretty close at times. So we're going to recognize and be able to, what is your moral compass? Does it need to be dialed up? How can I recognize? How can I use critical thinking to explore what's going on, not just judge or have an opinion or somebody else tells you and therefore you repeat it? That's all opinion. That has no truth in it. That's just spreading the word. Uh, it's like spreading a disease. Did you really look at that? And what is your truth? What do you, how do you stand in that? There may be some aspects of that opinion that appeal to you, but is it all true for you, or are you getting manipulated? Are you getting you know sound bites that sound good, but the motivation is not? We feel it. You don't want to feel it, but we feel it. So, till next week, I'll cook up some more uh, Live Spell Backwards. Bye-bye.